presence of God. It is good for God to have a son like you. Say hallelujah. Some of you get disappointed in yourself that you are a son of God. But God is not disappointed. (laughs) He knows you and he knows your end. Hallelujah. And I know for sure that God will fulfill his word in our life. Whatever he has spoken, he will also fulfill it. Whatever God has said, he will do it. And I believe that as you listen to his word and believe it, is going to be of great profit to you. And your life will never be the same. Amen. Hallelujah. It's very, very important for the believer to know that we have a father. How many of you know that you have a father? We are not illegitimate children. We are legitimate ones. We have a right, and God himself in his own world gave birth to us through his word and through his son, Jesus Christ. And we are supposed to operate like God's children. If you're going to be a king or a chief, let me say in Ghana here, in future, the moment they give birth to you, you're supposed to live in a certain way so that when there's a time for them to put you on the throne, people will not say, look at that thief, look at that thief. So because of what you're going to be, you live a certain kind of life and you are trained to walk in a certain way, you are trained to talk in a certain way, you are trained the history of the place. They give you good training so that when you sit on the throne, you will know what to do at any time. The children of God also have a language and we need to be taught and how to behave in the kingdom. Hallelujah. But our key word as children of God is faith. Because the God in which we walk with, uh, he is a God of faith. He comes and there is nothing, and he said, let there be light. He believes that whatever he says will come to pass. And there was light, and he will come and say, there is nothing, and he says, let this thing come, and it comes. So that is how God Walk, and that is how God creates things, and that is how God behaves. He's a God of faith, and God expects us to walk in faith. In actual fact, in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is not just a light word that God has said. What God means, excuse me, let me... Uh, Be free a little. I'm talking about faith. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) The Bible says that it is impossible 
to please God. So if we want to please God, we need faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Even our 40 days of prayer and fasting and all power and everything, if we take minus faith, it is just nothing. It will achieve nothing. It is faith that puts substance to what we are doing. It is faith that puts substance to even your offering. It is faith that makes your offering becomes speak for you. So, whatever any believer would do, we need to have faith in it. But sometimes faith have challenges. We, our faith is challenged by different circumstances and I believe that faith is very great when you read John 3 verse 36. You see, we are saved by faith. It says that we are saved by faith. John 3, 16, one of the most popular scriptures, scripture that is in, this, in the world. Uh, uh, I think let's take it. For God so loved the world. God loved what? God loved what? How do we know that God loved the world? That he did what? So love is not a receiving thing. Love is a giving. When you say you love someone, the way the person will know you love him or her is your ability to give. If you love your nation, it is not because of what you take from the nation, but what you give to the nation. If you love your church, it's not the prayer you take from your pastor, it's what you give to the church. I hope you're getting me. If you love your wife, it's not because of the food she cooks for you, or excuse me to say, or the sex she gives you, but it is what you do for your wife. If you love your husband, it's not what your husband gives to you, it is what you do for your husband. So love is always an action and a given thing. God loved the world, so he acted upon his love by giving his only begotten son. Is that not what the Bible said? He gave what? I thank God, he said, his only begotten son. You may have many sons. And as on sons, they give you so much trouble that you can dash them to anybody. <laughs> Sometimes you want somebody to take that son away so that you can be free. He's been giving you trouble, giving you, I say, who will come and marry this, my son, and take him away so that I can be free. And unfortunately, those people, they keep long at home. withhold his one son that he had. His one son. The reason why God recommended our father Abraham was that Abraham gave his only one legitimate son with a promise. That promise he's waited for, even though along the line he had some sideways. He, 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 something happened and he got some, he got another child. The firstborn was Ishmael. But the son 
of promise, what he's been waiting for, what he's prayed for, what they have waited for, what he and his wife expected, and what came. Sometimes you don't expect something and it comes. But this one, they prayed for it, they might have fasted for it, they might have believed God for it, and now the child arrived. And God says, go and take this, your son who is legitimate, who you have heard the promises in God, in him, go and give him as a sacrifice. You would have said, why not Ishmael? You will prefer to sacrifice Ishmael. But God said, it's not Ishmael I want. I want Isaac. What is in your heart? What you cherish much? Not what uh, you use as a support. Even in our life, sometimes the offering we give is what you think is a surplus. Not what touches your heart. Not what touches your life. Not what makes your life what it is. God gave his best. And God expect the believer to give his best. This is not a good word for you, but it's good for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Not only because he gave them, there's a reason why he gave that whoever, whoever, you could be a guy, you could be a Jewish, you could be an Ewe, Ashanti, Englishman, Dutch, an Arab, whatever, Chinese, Japanese, Dagati, Kokomba, it could be any tribe. It doesn't matter. You could be an American, a Ghanaian, an African, a European. It doesn't matter. Your color may be green. Your color may be white. Your color may be pink. Your color may be black. Your color may be brown. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You might be born in a palace or you can be born in a, in a manger or you can be born in somewhere in the bush. It doesn't matter. Your parents may be rich. Your parents may be the poorest on earth. It doesn't matter. Whosoever. God makes it that everybody that comes to this world will have that door is open that there is no selective. He does, you don't select that this one should enter. It is you who determine I want to enter. <laughs> Whosoever believes in him should not what? God's purpose for us is not for man to perish. Man shouldn't be a perishable good. You are not created to perish. But the reason what, the thing that will keep you from not being perished is there. If you don't want your something to perish when you buy, how many of you are ladies here? Yeah. You go to market and you buy uh, some uh, what are perishable goods uh, tomatoes uh, and you buy and you put them there you don't want you want to keep them for two weeks or one month you can either leave it there for it if you leave it by itself it will what it will perish but if you preserve it it will remain the same so if you leave man by his own, man by the sin which Adam committed, we are perishable goods. But 
God wants to preserve us and he will keep us. And the preservation is in the son Jesus. So the new birth is not just a jargon. It is a state which God wants to place you. When where you will not perish. Even if this body dies, you who is yourself. Some people don't know who they are. You are not the one that is black or yellow or white. It's only your house that you've painted white. You know, some of us have got houses, they've painted them green, they've painted them white, they've painted them yellow. So it doesn't make you a yellow man. What is very important, if you understand this, you will not look down upon your skin on upon how you are made up of. This is my house and not me. But we spend all our time, we spend whatever we have, we spend our monies so much on our houses and leave the one that lives in it. Everybody's quiet. That is the truth. The house will break down one day. The house have expiring date. But you who lives in it don't have an expiring date. When they say somebody is dead, it means that the house has broken down. So we, if we know that what we live in will break down one day, we will pay much attention to the one that lives in it that lives forever. I hope you're getting me. It also put the fear of death out of your mind. That you can kill this body, but the one that lives in this house, you can never kill it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son whosoever the, what qualifies is that whosoever believes believes simply means having faith in what God has brought to you. So when you believe in Christ salvation is given. So we are even saved by faith. John 3, I love it. 36, I love that scripture. Luke 7, or Act 10, 43. Let me, Act 10, 43. It's also another popular scripture. It says, To him, all the prophets, prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive what? Remissions of sin. You mean that if you want your sins to be taken away, it is not cutting yourself with a knife. It is people think that they can even do good, give arms, to cover their sin, it cannot. That has its own uh, 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 rules. The only thing that can take away your sin is Jesus Christ, God's Son. Once your sins are taken away, you have a right relationship with God. That is when your prayers can be answered. That is when you can talk to God. 
That is why God is no longer your enemy. God is your, now your friend. When there is nothing between you and anyone, you can easily walk to that person and chat with that person. But when there is fight and there is some, something between two of you, it needs somebody to reconcile you before you can come together and talk. Oh, great. Romans 5 verse 1. Romans. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have what? Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, you cannot bypass Christ if you want peace with God. Some people want to approach God directly. Look, it's impossible. But the way God is, he looks at you and he will judge you as his sisters. But when you pass through Christ, he sees you through Christ. So we are saved by faith and we, are, we live by faith. I love it. I love it. I love it. What is faith? Faith is what? Faith is not what we see. Faith is when we hear and we believe. Whoever walked with God walked with him by faith. But God is unseen. You cannot see God with your naked eyes. You may see his action. You may see his movement. But he is not a physical being for you to see. Unless you enter into the spirit to see him from your spiritual realm and think he's a human being. But God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit. So, Hebrews, I love it, 11, I love that 11, verse 27. He said, prophet, what are you going around? By faith, he was talking about Moses, he forsook Egypt and fearing and not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. If you want to endure in every situation, you must see. The one who is invisible. Know that I don't see God, but he is here. And because he is here, the situation I am in, I know he will help me out of it. Moses had a choice. A choice to remain in the house of Pharaoh and become Maybe, probably, the next Pharaoh. An earthly position. Some of us, the moment we get an earthly position, we change. You get an earthly position, you stop going to church. You have an earthly position, you change your friends. You have an earthly, the only time you see the person coming to their friend is when they have lost that position. When your friends call you, they don't get you. But now you have a position. 
You look at their number, this one, he doesn't deserve to speak to me. And sometimes you think they are coming to put requests before you. You avoid them. You meet them and you pretend that you don't know them. Meanwhile, God is your witness. You know this was my classmate. The people you meet when you are climbing, when you are coming down, you meet the same people. So friends, you create new friends. I call it friends of convenience. They are are friends because of where you are. They relate to you because of what you have. Not because of who you are. I don't like people who relate to me because of what I am or my position. But you relate to me because of who I am. Sometimes the moment they lose the job. You will see them. Oh, Pastor. (laughs) long time ago, yes you know long time <laughs> you yourself you know long time it is not I who withdrew it is you who withdrew some of us withdraw from God not that God has withdrawn from you you have moved yourself from God when things are good for you you move yourself from God they say oh God is far he's not far it is you who have moved from where you ought to be. So draw near him. And God himself will draw near you. Faith is vital. Moses did not look at the things that are physical. He saw the unseen God even though there is a seen Pharaoh you can see the Pharaoh and you can see the God which you don't see so which one he was turned in between either to stay with the seen Pharaoh or to move along with the unseen God he decided by faith that what lies ahead of him is far better than what Pharaoh can offer him. That what the throne of Pharaoh can offer him. And you can bear me witness if Moses had become a Pharaoh, where would be his history now? Now, we are quoting Moses everywhere. Entire religion is based upon some of his, his books is written. When you mention Moses' name, he might not have built houses. He might not be the richest man, but Moses' name is revered because his name have remained till today. If he was a pharaoh, he would have been forgotten and added to one of the pharaohs. Moses saw afar that you cannot tie yourself to God and be forgotten in life. Anytime you walk with God, you'll be remembered forever and ever. The scripture says that he endured. It means that he went through Struggle, he went through battles, he went through pain, he went through failures, but he still endured. For 40 days, 40 years, this man was in the wilderness taking care of somebody's work. A civil servant who has worked for 40 years hasn't got his own ship 
and still taking care of somebody's ship. His future looks very bleak and doesn't even know what to do. His father-in-law is the one he depends on. The day his father-in-law becomes angry, that day everything is gone. And you know you cannot trust any man. What is very possible with men is to change. (laughs) Moses saw all this. Struggled through that. Then one day, a voice came. He saw bush burning. God drew his attention. And God spoke out of the bush. And sent him to where he was running away from. From frying pan to fire. You are a figurative. They are looking for you. Wanted everywhere. By Pharaoh. Because you've murdered somebody. A citizen. And they are looking for you. And as they get you. It's not imprisonment. You're going to die. He knows his head is on the line. And God says, go. Immediately, Moses became a stammerer. There are some... (laughs) There are some assignments when they give you. (laughs) You won't like to rush. He became a stammerer. I believe Moses wasn't a stammerer. Because when you read... Stephen's account in the book of Acts, he said Moses was eloquent. So at a point, situation, problem, fear can make you a stammerer. Sometimes you can become a stammerer. You meet some kind of people. How many of you have met, uh, you are from village school? And you meet these top people from top schools. You became a champion in your village. You meet them when they're speaking English. You, you can't talk again. Meanwhile, when you get to the village, you are the champion. Or all of you, some of you know that, you know that. When you, 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 are, you think you are the old person who knows around, you talk and talk and talk. When you get a, a, a champion and it comes around, you see, you, mean, eh, eh, eh. you begin to be eh, 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 like a stammer. And yet, eh, you are not a stammer, you are very eloquent. People can break your confidence. Some situation can break your confidence. God is, was asking him to go back to what he was running away from. He thought he could save his life by running away. God says, go back. What you're running away, I want you to go and overcome it. I tell you today, whatever chase you out in life, you are going back to destroy and to take control and to overcome that thing by faith in the name of Jesus. Don't be afraid. If something has conquered you before, if something is frightening you, when God's word comes and faith replace that fear, you will go back and meet the same situation but with a different strength and different God. Moses, Moses, Moses left, and you know the story. He went, he said he was a stammerer. God said, Okay, I like God. He doesn't take excuse. If you think you can give God excuse for anything, forget it. He before God asks you to do something, He knows your ability, He knows what He can use you to do. So, it's not your excuse that will make you under, him understand you. He knows that you are the one who can do the job. <laughs> so, he will tell you, he spoke to Moses. Moses said, God, I'm a stammerer. God didn't change his mind. <laughs> he said, Moses, you have to go. <laughs> he said, Moses said, you know, I'm a stammerer. He said, Moses, then, if you think you, you, you are a stammerer, you are the one who should go. So, I will give you, uh, uh, I will give you uh, uh, somebody who will speak. How? A stammerer, if you cannot speak to somebody to understand, 
Who can you speak to understand? <laughs> Is, did he go to Stamre school? Did the brother go to Stamre school to learn the sign language? No. Because he will be confident. No, sometimes there are some people you are confident to speak to. And there are some people, when you meet them, you see uh, there's no strength in you. So sometimes people come to my office and they are talking. You see that the pe- what, uh, so he will say he, he will say talk. Uh, he will tell the other person talk. And I know why he say talk for us. When he say na, I guess a point. If you can tell your story, why? <laughs> that is exactly how Moses behaved. He could speak, but you can face some personalities that can intimidate you. But Aaron is not the kind you can intimidate. God said, go with Aaron, your brother. He will be your mouthpiece. Because you'll be making mistakes when you meet uh, Pharaoh. You see, your, your, your righteousness is not complete because you did something when you are talking, you, you won't be able to talk well. But this man, he hasn't killed anybody there. So he can talk and look straight into the face of Pharaoh and tell him what you tell him to do. They did that and they did that work. God showed him all signs. And with all the signs he showed him still, but eventually God used Moses. Moses only heard the voice of God. And at the point, he said, God, ah, me, I don't see you. If you say, I am pleased with you, which kind of God that I talk to by faith? <laughs> so God says that no one can see my face. I live. But I will hide you and pass. Then you see my back or my glory. Moses, okay. I think that is the first time maybe Moses might have seen uh, the back. But you said, you cannot see my face. For no man shall see me and live. That is why God wants us to see him through his son, Jesus Christ. When you see him, God through his son Jesus, you shall live. He has made himself so that you can still see me, but you see me through Christ Jesus. So God showed his back, and at a point when Moses stayed before the God. You know, anytime you stay before long, God, Moses didn't know that his face was shining. When he came, his face was shining like Moses, not God. Even Moses, the people could not look into his face. Not because he was God, but when you stay before God, when you move before God, look, the glory of God comes upon you. It is good to stay in the presence of God all the time. And it reflects in your life. It reflects in your character. It reflects in everything. It reflected on the body of Moses. So when Moses was coming down, Moses was moving. And if you couldn't look at it, who is this? They couldn't look. The Moses' face was shining. Little glory upon Moses' face. They couldn't see. Then God. So they couldn't look straight into Moses' face. So Moses, they have to cover Moses' word. Moses' face with veil. I want to advise you the best place to stay. Some of you are afraid of witches. Stay in the presence of God. When you stay in God's presence and you move among the witches, they will say, Who is this? The light has come. I told you one of my uncles, a fetish priest, he told me this truth. 
When when I saw you, I couldn't. I I could see light all around you. I said, wow, I remembered that Moses, when you stay before God, when you're a son of God, there's a light around you. But the problem, he said, said, it wasn't me alone who had the light around me. He said, the Christians, most of them have light around them. But what happened is that I know that light was around me. The others didn't know that light was around them. So they were deceiving them and they were putting them under fear. Say, what they had, I don't have it. But they don't know they have it. They have all their ammunition. But they don't know they have it. So I take a knife and go and disarm him. With all the AK-47 and all the pistols that you have around your leg. You you, you have it, you think it's for life. And somebody come with a knife afar. He said, bring me all your things. Bring me all your things. And you have all these gadgets, all this around you, which can just take one and put the bullet inside and just minister to the person. (laughs) But because you yourself, you are not aware that this a weapon, this can, you can use this to fight, you can use it to defend yourself. You sit by all this, you are endowed with all this, and Satan comes and disarms you. And Satan comes and destroys your things. And Satan comes with a knife. Ah! Christians. Don't be afraid. Those who are with you, there are more. And those who are against you. By faith. By faith. By faith. Moses. He never saw. Let's look at that scripture before I close. Hebrews eleven twenty seven. By faith. He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as what? As seeing who? Who is what? You see, we have an invisible God, but the fact that he's invisible doesn't mean that he's powerless. The fact that you cannot see doesn't mean that he does not exist. He exists. This is the basis of faith. Faith is not when you see before you believe. It is called the monkey type of faith. The Thomas kind of faith. That one, there is a blessing in it, but not too much blessings. Second Corinthians 4 verse 18. Put it this way. Second Corinthians 4 18. Put it this way. He says that while we look, let's read from the 11. Move up to 11. Listen, this is a very slow. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. Christianity is not only searching. See, you don't want to hear that. It is allowing the flesh to die. It is allowing certain wishes of yours to die. You are torn between something you like and something God likes. I want you, when you move from what you like to what God likes, it means that there is death in a certain area of your life. Sometimes it's not an easy thing to become a Christian, to walk as a believer, to forgive people. Some people, their sins look like they shouldn't be forgiven, but the Bible says forgive you look at their face, they don't resemble, they don't look like people they, they, you have to forgive. Or, when you are forgiven, like somebody said, <laughs> said somebody did something against him and the day 
he felt the Holy Spirit move that the person should forgive. The moment he decided to forgive that person, he cried. It's not easy. The person have destroyed your life, wanted to destroy your family, wanted to destroy all that you have, have disgraced you, have just made you nonsense, make you a washman. From manager to a washman. How? Who, which one of you will forgive? But he said, forgive. And thank God, when the brother forgave, a big door opened. And he became a managing director. Forgiveness brings healing to yourself. And forgiveness also brings relationship between you and God. The one who did it, it's no more. So that is why we need to. Sometimes it is death. Sometimes you must die. You are giving some offering and it's very painful. The money is dying. Christian life, we have not been taught. We've been preaching other things, but have not preached the other side of death. The cross represents death, represents pain. As believers, there is an aspect where we have to endure pain, endure things. If you're not able to endure, look, you will not be able to get the crown. They said Moses endured to the end. And let me finish the final part, the final part of it. The next verse. So then, oh, I don't say death is working, but life is in me. Death may be working somewhere, but life would be in me. Go back to my Corinthians, my, 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 my second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Don't worry. And since we have the same spirit of faith, since we have what? You have the same spirit of faith with Moses. Moses' faith is, the spirit of faith is not different. You see, the spirit of faith is the one that separates you from other people. We hear there is, the word of God comes. Everybody hears it. But it's not everybody that benefits from it. The one who, there is a spirit of faith that stirs up that word in you. Anytime you hear the word of God, you read the word of God, one, it brings information. Information alone is not important to you. But the information, when God breathes his spirit of faith in that information, that will not make you sit. That is why people can act. See, people can hear the message and one will begin to act upon that word. Something stirs you up. You see the walls of, uh, somebody saw the wall of Jerusalem broken down. He see the only person who saw it. Many people have seen it, but they haven't even seen it. But when he saw it and he heard it, there was a burden. There was a stirring of the Holy Spirit. There was faith that was created. The spirit of faith stirred him up and that made him act upon it. And that is the one that brought result. Anyone that got a result of this, it is the outcome of the spirit of faith. The woman that was having an issue of blood, she was so tired with all kind of pain, all kind of stone, all kind of doctors, and everybody gave him up. But the Bible said that when she heard, so she heard that Jesus is coming and that man is able to heal. He said, look, she said, to the, then the spirit of faith then stepped up within her and said, look, 
don't sit down. No, no matter what it is, make sure you get that person. It's stirred up. So when the spirit of faith stirred up in you, you don't care about what people say. What you see is that you see the goal. And it began to move. She began to move. She began to move. She began to move. She met many obstacles. But the spirit of faith don't see obstacles. They only see the goal. He saw the goal. Now, this is my goal. It's not the obstacle. It is not the disciple. It's not the apostle. It's not the crowd. It's not Peter. It's it's not John. It's not James. No, it is Jesus coming. I want to hold. This is the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith will not let you give up. The spirit of faith does not give up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't see obstacles. It only sees the goal and say, because I see this in my spirit, I must take it. I pray for that same spirit of faith. In you, during this fasting, you will miss situation. Whatever you hear, whatever God has spoken to you, that same spirit of faith is there. Nothing should be able to stop you. May you see the goal clear and let nothing be able to keep you. I want you to continue to move in faith. Move towards it. When you fall, rise up again. When you fall, rise up again. When you fall, rise up again. Don't lie down. Don't let the devil say that you say you are a Christian. But look, look at what you have done. Say, thank you, Satan. Jesus died for me. He forgave my sin. I have a goal. And that's where I am going. I don't care about what happens to me. I may fall ten times. I may fall seven times. I will rise up again. This is where I want to go. This is where I want to reach. My goal is this place. Yes, I know. Sometimes I am weak in this area. I may meet those weaknesses. Say that you may use it against me. But that is not my end. I'm still more moving. I am 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 not stopping. I am getting there. I am getting there. And another person will hit you. You fall down. Yeah. This one will feel you. Hit that. Somebody will make you angry and you're five small. I say, hey, meaning I'm the one who fought. He said, hey, don't, 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 don't forget. Move forward. Look at the goal. Continue your goal. Continue your goal. Continue your goal. Continue your goal. You will get there. You will definitely get there. Endure to the end. God bless you. God bless you. I know we will get there. I know you won't miss heaven. No matter what is happening to your life, you will get there. I know what God has promised you, you will surely get it. You might miss some problems, but I know you will get there. Hold on. There's a spirit of faith today. And that spirit of faith will take you to your arrival place. Where you have to arrive. In Jesus name. Amen and amen. We have come with